When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. It's Tuesday morning, <laughs> December the 19th, 2023. We are 40, 24 hours away from early signing day, the early signing period getting started on Wednesday morning. And we're going to try to do our best to cover everything, cover all the bases heading into signing day. Uh, of course, don't forget, we're going to be going live 7 a.m. Central Time on uh, on signing day right here. So if you haven't already, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and set that notification uh, for when we go live, you'll get notified. Here to talk to me about all the recruiting scoop, intel, breaking news, and analysis, Mr. Cole and Mr. J. Head. How about you, Balance? How about you? How about you, big dog? Boy, I, I, I popped a zen, and my mouth is just watery. <laughs> Can y'all tell my mouth real watery? My eyes. Maybe that'll be our next sponsor, Jeffrey. Oh, yeah. like one of them Terry Sires, ain't it? <laughs> <laughs> Cole loves me to the Terry Sire on there. Hell yeah, man, man, listen. I went and got some. <laughs> Turned your mouth inside out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, all right. We're gonna get to uh, get to all the recruiting stuff that you should know going into Wednesday. Before we do, if you're looking for a house in or around Auburn, Pulaski, Lee County, look no further than the help you need. With the help you need, Miss Jessica Andrews with the Talents Group, three three four seven zero four 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 two. Give her a call. Uh, she can find. Yeah, I was wondering if she was still a five star J here. She's still <laughs> a five star on three consensus five star realtor. She can find you a new house. Get rid of the one you no longer want. And she will do it, and you will be so pleased. I promise you. Just give her a chance. Uh, 334-704-4442. Give her a call. Tell her we sent you. All right, folks. You're gearing up for quite possibly a huge uh, early signing day for Auburn. On Wednesday, Auburn has – you know what I was thinking about doing, fellas? I was thinking about taking um, Martavius Collins off the commitment list just because – we got new subscribers, and they get confused. And, and it's kind of confusing for us, too. Like, go ahead and take him off, and then let's, then we've got a set number. Because if you if you guys don't already know, Martavius Collins is committed to Auburn, still on the commitment list, but he's not going to sign with Auburn. They parted ways a couple of months back. Auburn has been very um, considerate. And, you know, you don't have to announce anything. You just sign with some other school. will be fine with us. You don't have to say, I'm, you know, whatever. So, uh, it, knowing that Auburn has nine, 18, 18, right? 18 high school and junior college commitments, uh, two transfer commitments for a grand total of 20 so far in this class. Okay, hold on. Let me see this. I'm looking at the on three team rankings, Thank by you. the way. Auburn should be, should be 19 um, without Martavius, I think. One, two, three, four, wrong on that? five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, nineteen high school and, and junior college guys and two. So let me write that down. Nineteen. We're talking and two. about, but we did, Jeffrey. We have talked about Demetri Nicholas potentially not signing in December, which that seems to be legit. Um, yeah, he's not signing in December. Yeah, not signing in December. So technically. We're looking at 18 current commits that are expected to sign, right? Yes, but as far as the overall class, Auburn has 19 and 2, 19 high school, junior college guys. But, yes, you're right, Cole. We expect 18 of them to sign on Wednesday and then the two transfers. Uh, currently, Auburn goes uh, wakes up on Tuesday morning, December the 19th, with a top 10 class. Florida lost another commitment. I don't know if that was – I think it might have been 24-7 ranking update as well. Yes, Yes. Uh, but either way, Florida is now down to seven, and Auburn is up to ten. And you got to think those two schools will probably switch places. Actually, Florida's at eight, and you got to think Auburn should. We expect them to flip Amaris Williams from Florida, which I think somebody you can run it uh, in the uh, in the calculator will move Auburn up 
pretty close to a top five. Is that right? That's a top 50 prospect in the country. Now, end of the day, because other teams are going to make moves as well, my expectation is that Auburn lands somewhere around seven. Yeah. Lars Williams is the only one that they add. Now, we're going to talk about some other prospects that we could potentially add um, that we don't feel as as confident about as we do about Amaris Williams. But I think a couple of shows ago we talked about it right before Cam Coleman flipped that we needed two blue chippers to get into that top ten. Which there is you go. We all thought this cl- this class could be end of the day. We said seven wins, top ten recruiting class. That's what Hugh Freeze needed to do this year. Well, the seventh win is a little bit more unconventional than probably what we had initially anticipated and that you could get it in a bowl game. And the top ten recruiting class is very much a reality. You're at number ten now. One more commitment, you're solidly inside the top ten, guys. And I'm not saying we're uh, we're fortune tellers or uh, Nostradamus or anything, but it feels pretty good to potentially be right about that. That's for sure. <laughs> Auburn has, Auburn's going to go in to Tuesday and Wednesday, Tuesday night, let's say that early signing day eve, with five top targets on the board remaining. I mean, top. They might have a – you know, under the rock kind of guy. I don't think they're going to take – they're not going to reach. We've been saying that for a long mm-hmm. time. But so you look at defense, you've got K.J. Bolden, five-star. You've got L.J. McCray, five-star. You've got Amaris Williams, top 50. Yes. And on offense, you've got Cohen Eccles, four-star. And then you've got Faber Edwin, who is a three-star developmental guy. But, hell, if Alabama wants him, um, he must be guy you should at least consider taking. So those five guys are really the guys left on the table, right? To my knowledge. Ryan Williams in February. We'll get to him. Yes, Ryan Williams in February, but to my knowledge. Now, again, maybe I don't know all. Cole, maybe maybe Cole's got somebody that he's thinking about this this out there on the periphery. I don't know. But that seems to be the the full – the the full deck to me of what we're looking at for signing day. I think that's fair to say. As far as we know – I, I will say, um, I'll be honest, there are a couple things, not necessarily names, but maybe situations that I'm tracking here. Okay. Um, let's just say in the hypothetical that you don't land either a Cohen Eccles or a Faber Edwin, there's still a Juco market out there that I think Auburn has looked into pretty heavily. Um, I don't, again, I don't know any names, but, you know, they, um, I think that there's some guys that were maybe, I don't know if you call them backup plans, but guys that they thought were pretty good weren't worth the full investment of trying to recruit them. They go, they may be like tonight, like Monday night as we're recording this going. Let's make sure that we could maybe have that if we needed to. Or they might just go portal all the way because there's a lot of offensive linemen in the portal. So these are situations we're looking at. I'm just, these are hypotheticals. Okay. And <clears> – <throat> If there are some names out there, I think they've come to surface in the 11th hour. It's happened before. Wouldn't be the first time. Offensive line will be a position I'm looking at for that. Yeah. Um, defensive line, maybe. Lines of scrimmage. I think you just got to continue to put, put, um, you know, quality depth there if you can. I, I, I could even clear it up a little bit more. Not only is it as far as we know, but official visitors of the official yeah. visitors. So if, if yeah. some Auburn were to have a, like a surprise flip from a guy. You know, was uh, committed to Georgia Tech or something, right? It would be a, it, he would probably have a visit, visited back in like February or January, and this is a big offer. But I, look, we shouldn't waste much time on that because I don't expect it to happen. But I think it's a possibility, and I think it's worth mentioning, like Cole sure. said, something to keep an eye on. Maybe spend maybe spend three percent of your day keeping an eye on whether or not they had a, 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 an un, unknown. And to Cole's credit, Bobby Travis was that guy last year. He never visited Auburn. Now they, there you go. the staff had spoken to him, but never visited Auburn, and then committed to us the day before signing day um, over Penn State. So it, they, yep. there's precedence for that, specifically in the JUCO market. Sure. All right, let's break these down. We've got five guys that we're really, really, really tracking. And we'll start on the defensive side with the two five stars and the top fifty guys, three top fifty guys. And, and let me let me check up on Amaris. I think let me give you a better. Uh, yep. So damn, on three is not not high on him. Two fifty eight. 
24-7 Sports has got him at 34, ESPN at 100, and Rivals at 64. So three of the four got him in the top 100. He's 83 on the on three industry rankings overall. Yeah. Uh, anyways, top 100. Uh, okay. but, but yeah, top shit, top 35 on 24. He, and he got a big bump to uh, Monday. He did. And, and no. that's probably I got confused. I was looking at all the different sites rankings. But top 100 prospect all the same, that's still a hell of a prospect, right? Like, I think anybody inside the top 200 is a very, very good prospect. Yeah, and, and even where on three hasn't ranked, he's still a good prospect for them yeah, right. as well. But li- listen, I, I've studied on three's rankings. So obviously, that's, you know, that's who we work for. And I think that they put a lot of stock into NFL draftability. And if you're a tweener, if you're somebody who falls on the fence between a position – well, how do those guys usually get drafted? They're way, you know, further back in the backgrounds, or they don't get drafted and they end up being free agents. Some of them end up being really good. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. But, you know, it's about the draft. How do they draft? And a guy like Amaris Williams for Florida, he's an edge. Mm-hmm. For Auburn, he's a five technique with a hand on the ground. Right. People see him differently, and that's just the way it is. Perfectly said. Charles Power puts a lot of stock in the NFL measurables. Um, I think – that's a great thing to note is that on three, as far as Charles Power goes, he's more looking at where they're going to land in the draft and not so much of are they going to be a great college player. And, right. and listen, some people may look at that and disagree completely. That's, you know, that's totally fine. I'm just telling you this is this is what they put a lot of stock into. I know right. that. I've watched them do it. Um, if you, you know, some guys may not be very draftable. They could help you a lot at Auburn. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, great college players don't always pan out in the NFL. That right, very true. Hell, they don't even get drafted sometimes. They'll go as a free agent because they're not six foot two corner. Right. right. Um, all right. As far as his recruitment goes, he's still committed to Florida. Uh, he did announce was it today or yesterday? Monday, I think it was Monday. He announced today it being Monday. We're recording this Monday night. He will announce his. He will have a signing ceremony at twelve thirty p.m. Central Time. That's one thirty p.m. Eastern time, I think that's what he actually uh, released. Yes. Uh, he hasn't said, like, I'll be announcing my decision. He said, I'm signing. Now, I, I posted, you know, I, I, we, we fully expect him to announce his decision and then sign. Correct. Does anybody, uh, is anybody feeling any more or less confident in Auburn's chances here? I've got him at 85% on my most recent hot board, and I haven't heard anything to change that. No, I, I, I feel pretty good about it as well. From the Auburn side, I haven't heard anything. I did see where Keith and Corey Bender from the Florida site reported today that Florida has a little bit more confidence, but that they still think that it's potentially Auburn. He's not going to Florida. <laughs> I tend to agree 100%. Um, that was just what was reported. But Yeah. Um, I say that watching him sit with Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's how shit goes, you know, at this time of year. You're, it, so, it, you're so sure about this, and, and you're wrong. Right. It happens. But if I had to guess, he's picking between Auburn, Ohio State on signing day. Maybe Florida is a bigger factor than I'm giving him credit for. Yeah, I hear you. Those are probably your top three schools, and, and I would give Auburn the decided advantage right now. Yep. And Marsh Williams, we'll know midday um, on – well, I'll tell you what we're going to do on our, on our signing day show. We're going to start. We're going to kick off at 7 a.m., and we're going to go through that commitment ceremony uh, before we cut it off. I think Hugh Freeze is scheduled to begin his press conference at 1230. I'll rehash all this at the end of the show, but while I'm fresh on it. Um, let's stay on the defensive line. LJ McCray, five-star from uh, mainland, committed to Florida. And I will say this. I think I'm going to have this already up on the site, so I'm not uh, – not, you know, our subscribers are going to hear this first, but, you know, the in-home visits have been made, uh, uh, in-home visits with Elsa McRae, and Cole, you even commented on this Monday night on the corner. The one thing Elsa McRae has not done on Twitter is advertise his in-home visits with Auburn. Correct. We've seen him with Florida State. We've seen him with Florida. We have not seen him with Auburn, and people are going, did Auburn even visit him? And what we've learned over the last couple of days is, yes, Hugh Freeze went in pretty early when, once the contact period began, or the you know, contact period began in the last couple of weeks. You know, remember he went early to K.J. Bolden, yeah. and I think he might have went the same week to see L.J. McCray. Now, <clears throat> of course, L.J. didn't post any about that. 
Then Jeremy Garrett on Friday went down and spent all day with LJ and his family. LJ didn't post anything about that. And as Cole said on the corner, it's very interesting. It is. It is it interesting. Is. I, I don't know what it means. I don't either. I'm not, I'm not insinuating that I know something on that. I just think it's interesting. Um, sure. I thought it was a good point. Whoever brought that up. Yeah. Um, AU Tigers won, I think is who it was. Um, I just thought it was a good point. It's a good thing to note. This, these are the things that we look for um, this time of year. Like what, what are maybe some weird activity, maybe some anything. Sure. I mean, you're well, looking I, for anything right now. You're looking yeah, for you're anything. Unconventional. Yeah, a little anecdotal evidence to support maybe a narrative that you might have, you know, that you might think be thinking right now. And as it pertains to LJ, if we're going to get a surprise on Sunday day, I think he's the one. Now, today, I would still predict him to sign to Florida. But in my heart, in my gut, what I believe and, and kind of circumstantially what I think could happen, I think LJ is the big fish that you could get on signing day if there is one. I, again, today I still think he signs with Florida. That's that's where I'm at with it. But if I think there's a, a shot with somebody, I think he's the one you got the best shot with. I would not disagree with that. And, and by the way, have y'all noticed? And I'm not saying this about LJ. You know, in the era before Twitter was so popular, when the big signing day show was the thing, and everybody had their announcements lined up on signing day, and everybody just everybody did the hat trick. Right. Yep. It's still they still do it, but now you have social media. I think social media now is the hat trick of then, meaning I can make you look at this and go, "Hey, I'm doing this," and then anything can happen. I see what you're saying. What I'm trying to say is I don't put much stock into what these guys do or do not do on social media. Morris Williams tweeting out, you know, WDE all that. Okay, that's good. I'm still going to try to figure out what he's going to do. That's yeah. not going to tell me what he's doing. That's As not they it. had said, though, it's anecdot- anecdotal evidence to fit your narrative if that's what you're – is that a narrative that we think he's going to end up at Auburn? No, no I don't think it's a narrative. I think it's it, it, it's supporting evidence that he could end up at Auburn. It's You know what I mean? It, it's supporting evidence. It's anecdotal evidence that there is a possibility that supports that. So – um. I will yeah. say this about Amaris. Yeah. And Cole knows, um, but at, should everything go like I think it will, and Lord knows it won't, <laughs> but if everything goes like I think it will, which is Amaris will commit and sign with Auburn on, on Wednesday. If that happens, we've got, we've got a good story on Amaris to yeah. tell. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell it anyways. It's, it's, it, I think those post-signing day stories are awesome. I think our listeners, our watchers, our members all love that kind of stuff. Um, and, I think, uh, Jeffrey, I think they're a must because yeah. just plain and simple, there's just some things that we are – I mean, it's very there's a very thin line we have to walk on some of these things right now. Very thin. It's annoying. It will frustrate you to death. It will do it. Because you don't, you want to, you know, you want to give them the, the content that they deserve, the people that pay to be on our site. But you also, there's things you can't go into until things happen. That's, that's just the that's the way this thing works, man. And it's tough. So um, I, I'm I'm with Jay Head here, Cole. I've got him fifty fifty, and I I won't change that because unless I get some kind of different intel. But if right now fifty fifty, and if somebody said you know you're to the edge, make a make a pick. I'm leaning Florida. I'm leaning Florida. Yeah. yeah. Uh, ask me again Wednesday morning, and we and we will we'll go over these all again Wednesday morning. Maybe things change, but uh, Tuesday morning, Monday night when, when we're taking this, I'm leaning Florida for LJ Cole. Where are you at with him? Um, I'm leaning Florida like y'all are, but I agree with Jay Head that. If there is one yeah. of these big fish that could happen, it feels like LJ might be the guy. I teeter back and forth between him and KJ because I have a weird feeling about KJ too. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, I put that in my gut feelings um, the other night that I was feeling that way about KJ. I just don't know what he's going to do. I'm not ready to throw in the towel on him and say that it's out for, for Auburn, even though he didn't visit like you know we thought could possibly happen. 
So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you all. I think Florida probably has the edge right now. I want You know what I'm tracking this year? I, I want to see how different things are on signing day. What I mean by that is I'm, I'm almost taking notes and going, all right, on Monday, December 18th, this is what we felt like. This is what we were hearing. How much is that going to change? Because the way things are now and the whole money game and the NIL thing, I just expect things to be totally blindsiding at times. Sure. I really do. I think it's going to be more more and more like that the more this wild, wild west thing keeps going. So, uh, well, that takes us to K.J. Bolden, five-star from Buford, defensive back, took an official visit to Florida State this past weekend. Took his grandparents with him. Took his parents with him. Left there saying he was locked in. But I did. I did think I watched the interview on twenty four seven and on on three the, the Florida State sites. Both of those guys are, are really good. But um, when when asked about are you going to sign with Florida State or something, he said the right thing. But then he also followed that up with, "I really can't speak to that." Did y'all notice that? Did y'all catch that? I did. And I don't know if I'm leaning into it too much. Because Me too. That's why I brought it up. No, you know what I mean? Like, because I want to think that there's more to it than there is. I don't know. You know what I mean? But I did think it was an awkward. And look, he's 18. So who knows? Lord knows if you put a camera in my face when I was 18, I would say all kinds of dumb shit. Like, it, you know. <laughs> yeah, but no doubt. I, I did it. I did it one time, J-Head. I did it. I had to do a little thing for the Montgomery Advertiser one time. And mm-hmm. uh, asked me what my, you know what? <laughs> Maybe he might have been there. I don't remember. No, I bet you no. it was uh, the high school guy. Gosh, what was oh, his name? What, what was his name? Josh. Is it Josh or Jeff Shear? Oh no, Jeff was probably the, Jeff. It was Josh. It was Jeff. So there was a Josh there. He was an awesome guy. I don't remember. Either way, they, they asked me what's your favorite part about football, and I said I like to hurt people. That was my <laughs> I thought you were going to say the cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> now, I went back and watched it the other day. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the cringiest thing I've ever watched in my life. I love the turtles. <laughs> so the announcer one night said, called me out as Cole, I like to hurt people, Pinkston. Oh, there you and, go. Uh, never got to live that one down. It, it's, it's still cringy to me when, every time I see that. So, yes, Cole, Dad, yeah, I'm Cole, with you there. No, yeah, so he's 18. He probably has not um, – it won't be his last interview. I'm sure he'll get some training on how to do that. But, yeah, I, I did think it was an awkward choice of wording. At the end of the day, does it change anything for me? No. I, I've kind of thought for the last week that KJ was going to end up at Florida State. Now, I think Auburn has done everything they possibly can to, to continue to get him to consider Auburn. I mean, they have pushed this thing to the absolute edge. That said, Florida State got the last OV, to my knowledge, KJ was not in Auburn on on Sunday. And with that being the case, you know, whether Hugh Freeze snuck in by Zoom call or whatever, it's just it's hard for me to wrap my head around KJ at the end of the day signing with the orange and blue. I, I'm, I'm going to say he sticks with Florida State. All right. Here's what I know. KJ – had planned to be at Auburn on Sunday. He wasn't coming for the basketball game. He just wanted to come up, stop by, meet with Freeze, Zach Etheridge, and and dip out. Uh, that did not happen. And I think had it happened, Auburn would have felt better about its chances with him. But, they're, but as of Sunday night, they were still in it. He was still considering them. He was still considering a flip. I do I do think that Hugh Freeze did – have uh, at the very least a phone conversation with KJ Sunday night. Sure. Uh, if not a Zoom or, or FaceTime or whatever it is, I don't. I don't think those. I think that's still uh, in the in the still permissible, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. I do think there was a face to face virtual meeting between Hugh Freeze and KJ Bolden. Uh, here's you know here's the thing about KJ. You know Roddy over at the Georgia tw- uh, rival site. Has, you know, I, I've seen a couple of recruiting guys say that they they don't expect him to end up at Florida State. Mm-hmm. And I, I listen, I don't, I don't, I don't put too much stock into that. But again, it's worth noting. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it, when you have people in the industry, people that you trust, people that have had good information, 
specifically from that state, know people in that state that you might not know. It's always worth listening to somebody that's that's tied in in that way. And if they're telling you like, hey, man, he's not going to sign with Florida State. Yeah. Well, if he's not going to sign with Florida State, then who's he signing with? And Roddy is plugged in. Uh, I worked with him many years at Rivals and worked with him on several different recruits, swapping information, swapping intel on guys. So, it's again, it's worth mentioning. If Roddy says that it's worth considering it, and he said that he didn't think KJ would end up at Florida State. Um, I, I, I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket, obviously, because I still think he does. Florida State's very confident. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have seen nothing in their reporting to suggest otherwise. But, and, and if he doesn't. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The tea leaves suggest it's going to be Auburn, right? As we said with, you know, yeah. a couple of these guys. Hell, I mean, am I wrong in, in saying if Amarth Williams doesn't stick with Florida, he flips to Auburn. If LJ McCray doesn't flip uh, stick with Florida, he flips to Auburn. Right. If KJ Bolden doesn't stick with Florida State, he flips to Auburn. Yeah. I mean, I... I think Auburn is the number two or number one team with every prospect you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm, I know I've got him. I've got him a little bit b- below LJ. I have, I have and uh, kind of goes back to what we're saying. I think the chances are better with LJ than with KJ. But hell, who knows? I don't. And, and listen, here's another thing: if somebody thinks they know what these kids are going to do, you can go ahead and mark them off your insider list. Yeah. Not, again, th- this is going to be an eleventh hour thing, whether they stick or not. I agree. I don't think anything has been done, or anything. No deal has been cut. No secret commitment has been made. Um, by at a minimum, LJ and KJ. You know, it, I don't have any evidence to support that Amaris is silently committed. I just, I, I, I tend to believe that. You know he's 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 going to flip. I, I think that's kind of where you know where that one is. But the other two, no, I, I don't think any decision's been made there. I think it will be made probably at some point Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and about thirty minutes before they make a, 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 an actual announcement. Last have, you seen, have you seen a time for him? Let's look. I have not. I don't think I have either. Or LJ for that matter. Let me um, while you're looking. Jump for in that, there, Cole. Yeah. Yeah, let me give you my line of thinking on this. I go back to the Joe Phillips recruitment. There you I go. go back to the Perry Thompson recruitment. Mm-hmm. The to Lewis, to Lewis Solomon. Jeez. All right, these these three. Maybe you can throw the Marcus Riddick in it. Walker White. Throw Walker White in there. He was Clemson. That guy was going to Clemson. I was sitting in a tree stand when Keith texted me about that. Because I had him going to Clemson. I was going hunting. I didn't care about where he was going. Right. The day of his announcement, right? Yeah. I was. Yeah. In, I was. I, I can remember what stand I was in. I remember. I, I. I took a chance. Didn't write a story on it. Had to. Had to kind of rush one a little bit because. You might have had to write mine, or Keith did because I yeah, didn't have I think, one ready. I think Keith did. So my point is, with all these, it seems like, and, and just using my logic here on how those played out and what we know, there was something done before the commitment. I mean the day of or the night before, right? So if that's the case, what are they going to do on the last day you got a shot at somebody? These were commitments. They knew they'd have to stay in these battles all the way through. Obviously it didn't work out with Jalua Solomon. Um, what are you going to do now when you got one more day to make this happen? That's it. If I'm using logic here, I go, okay, they're going to have something. 
they're going to have something. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's going to work, but they're going to have something planned, something we don't know about as we're recording this show right now. And, Cole, so Jay Head and I are leaning in Florida State for KJ. Where do you stand with him? Yeah, I lean Florida State. Um, okay. I, I'm leaning away from Auburn on the big ones like that right now. I hear you. But but so, that was the whole reason I wanted to talk through that logic trail I'm having. Because, I like it. Look, I mean, that's today. We still got a ways to go here. Yeah. You know, in eternity. I mean? In eternity. For the next yeah. 24 hours while they're listening to this Tuesday morning, in, in the next 24 hours, so many ups and downs, twists and turns. It's, it's unbelievable what goes on in the last 24 hours. My, my, my point of all of us leaning KJ, Florida State, LJ, Florida, was that um, and I think we talked a little bit about this on the um, call-in show Sunday night, but if Hugh Freeze was going to make that huge splash, this is what he would want us saying. For sure. Yeah. And, and I mean, and not, not, not like he would, not why like he would control what we're saying, but he's he's got to be sitting there going, "Yeah, y'all keep thinking that because this <laughs> is going to be fun." And, and again, with KJ. Um, I mean, I've said on two or three shows now that information I received back in the summer on him was, whoa, highly positive. And and I got to tell you, the source I talked to on that has never wavered on that. Hmm. Yeah. So that so me saying that I'm leaning FSU is somewhat protecting myself a little bit because I feel like that could happen. But I, I got to tell you, there are people telling me or there are sources telling me that. Auburn ain't out of this thing. Right. And never has been, never was. I don't know if that's going to equal him landing with Auburn. I'm just trying to give you the the most up-to-date info that I have. Well, that's why I've got him at 45, because I I think they're right there. I think Florida State's got an edge. But I think that could – shit, 10%, that could change easily with one phone call. With You just, you just never know. Uh, so it's going to be fun. Those three guys on the defensive side of the ball, if Auburn presumably will get one at least, and then you get one of the two. Uh, but if you hit if you hit the trifecta on the defensive side of the ball, I, I want to um, I want to touch on what we talked about before we started recording too. That I mentioned, I think a little bit of this is going to come down to who is most desperate. Yeah, who has to have that five star safety? Is it Auburn or is it Florida State? Who do you think is in more need in in a more of a dire need of it? And then on the LJ thing, who of Florida and Auburn is more desperate to have good news right now? I'd I'd say Florida. If you well, I, I'll be the devil's advocate here. Hugh Freeze, maybe not desperate the word, but determined, and knowing how big this class is for him. I would almost you could almost classify that as desperate. He is desperate to get these kids. He yeah. is. I, uh, I, I, now, I now he, Florida is a is a different kind of desperate. And I hear what you're saying. They're yeah, they're almost in a we we cannot lose this kid. Hugh Freeze could lose this kid and go on about his day. If if Florida loses L.J. McCray, I don't know that Napier makes it to the new year. That's where they're at. That's where they're at right now. You're almost to that point at Florida. And that's it's a different desperation. Yeah, and, and, and desperate. <laughs> I, I feel like Auburn would be more desperate or going after high school guys more than portal guys right now. That is their that is their focus. I have got to get a guy like L.J. McCray. I've got to get a guy like K.J. Bolden. That's my focus. If I miss the transfer portal guy in the midst of that, so be it. That's what it feels like right now. Sorry, Jayhead, go ahead. No, you're good. I think my only if I if I'm playing devil's advocate on the desperate situation for Florida, are the boosters bought in to Billy enough to let him write a blank check to LJ? Mm. Now that's what I don't know. Um, I would think that good they are because obviously. What's good for the Florida program is to have L.J. McCray in it. Okay. I, so I would think that that Ah, would, I see what you're saying, yeah. Big I picture would, here. Right. Big picture, it's get the player. Okay. We can always fire the coach. But right. I'm not going to pretend like politics 
and where you stand with your power brokers and, and, and main boosters doesn't make a difference. And if one of them wants to make a change and they're not willing to necessarily pony up with what may have been agreed to up to this point, yeah, that absolutely can affect a decision. That's for sure. That's a good point. Zach, Zach in the back made a good point. Uh, you know, Flo, that, that's what I'm saying is that he says uh, they lost that four star safety on Monday. I think it was uh, Phil Simi or something. Yeah, Phil Same. Yeah, yeah. Same, who's from the state of Texas, flipped to flipped to Texas. The only good news for Florida is they landed uh, Joey Slackman and uh, Brian Taylor. Remember cat? Remember that cat? Yeah. Oh, and they, and they landed uh, uh, Bridges, uh, the kid from Lynette. Tarquist Bridges, I think. Tarquist Bridges, which they got off their lobbing in the portal as well. So they look. That's the difference probably between Billy Napier and Brian Harson is Billy Napier's shown he can recruit. I don't oh, think yeah. I don't think there's any doubt that he can bring in players. I think they had a number three class at one point. I, I mean, look, you know, after the season they had, and having they had a disappointing season for his second year. They got a tough schedule going into next year. So. It's not really – I don't think this a distrust in Billy. It's a little bit more of is this the right direction? What do we if have you to lose, do? If you lose LJ and you lose a Morris, now you're looking at a Brian Harson type class, a top 20 class. You yeah. are. You very much are. Um, I mean, even if you lose a Morris, you're looking at just a – you're outside the top 10 looking in, which is about what – now – that's not the only person. They've also, I think, Adarius Haynes is also going to flip to, to Miami, yeah. which would drop them. Just Amaris and, and losing Haynes would drop them to number sixteen. So, so again, Cole's point: How desperate are they to keep LJ McRae? Right, because if you lose LJ, are you outside? Are you number nineteen? Are you number twenty? Where are you at? Talk about a collapse. Zach said they've got seven. They've had seven, four, or five star decommitments this year. Mm. Yikes! And again, I think Billy can recruit. I don't want to make this a Florida. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. Um, I think it's just a fit. I don't know that he's necessarily a fit for Florida, and I don't know that Florida's a fit for him. The and fit is so okay. important. The it fit is. is so important. That's why I liked Hugh Freeze at Auburn. I thought he was a perfect fit. I agree. I mean, I, I think he fits Auburn. I think he fits the, the booster structure that's here. You yes. know. It's just um, uh, I know we're talking about Florida, but it's you know it's just part of it. That's that's what Auburn's recruiting against right now for t- to finish this thing. And you, you when you're trying to figure out what's going to happen, you look at every aspect of it. The school, what's what's the coaching situation like? I mean, don't you think the recruits and their families are looking at it going? It seems like the Auburn coaches might be around a little bit longer. Maybe, maybe. True or perceived, who knows? But that's the that's the feel out there, right? That's the buzz. We talk about that word all the time, and it's true. There is buzz around certain coaching staffs and the trajectory of where they're headed, and maybe that's perceived, maybe it's reality. Who knows? Maybe Florida gets a turnaround this time next year with DJ Lagway and a really good recruiting class, yeah. or maybe they go six and six again, and they're trying to hire Lane Kiffin. From, yeah, and trying to hire Lane Kiffin from Ole Miss. You know what I mean? Like maybe that's what they're looking at. Well, the thing is, is when Florida started having their troubles, a lot of Auburn fans, knowledgeable fans, were like, "Hey, man, th- that class looks poachable." Correct. A and M. Yeah, A and M in Florida. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move over to the offensive side of the ball. Not as much fireworks or star power over there, but still worth mentioning. Auburn would love to add Cohen Eccles. He's the four-star yes. interior offensive lineman from Katy, Texas. He was committed to A&M, decommitted, and he looked like he was headed to Auburn. And then uh, last weekend, a visit to LSU. Kind of poured, poured water on that flame a little bit. I think so. And I think leading into that, we've heard maybe not not bad information, but maybe things weren't as pieced together as you'd like at this time of the year, if that makes sense. It wasn't as clean as a recruitment as sometimes you might want it to be coming into signing day, in my opinion. I don't know you guys. I don't want to speak for you. I'm I'm putting these in my words from what I was hearing. Um, I think they still felt good about it. I think they still feel like they're very much in this one. But But is it a done deal? No, I don't think that for a second. I think it is an Auburn LSU decision right now. And I honestly, 
I'm going to say Auburn right now. I think Auburn gets him in the end. Hmm. But that's that's a lot of speculation on my part and not a lot of hard fact. I don't know what to do with this guy. And, and listen, same for Favor Edwin. We might as well throw him in there as well. It, it, similar recruitments, man. Favor Edwin looked like uh, – talk about a story after signing day. We'll talk about – remind me about Favor Edwin. I'm going to put him down for the books too. But he's had so many opportunities to commit to Auburn publicly. And to, to, to hey, I'm committed to Auburn. You know, it was first of November. I'm going to go to Clemson. And all I want to do is visit Clemson because he visited Auburn. He's like, oh, man, this is it right here. But I want to go to Clemson before I make my decision. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Then that Clemson visit got canceled. He was like, yeah, I'm still going to wait a little bit. And then it was like, I'm going to cancel my Alabama visit. I'm not going to go up there. I'm going to make my decision here. Yep. Came and gone. I mean, I, seriously, three different times in the past seven weeks, he's delayed. And, and, and each of those three times, everybody that I've talked to close to his recruitment was, it's Auburn. Yeah. And you go look at his own three recruiting predictions, I think there are four or five uh, for Auburn. Uh, same with Cohen Eccles. And then here we go, last weekend, was it the last weekend or the week before he went to Alabama? Mm-hmm. So, so Cohen was all Auburn, presumably, goes to LSU. Edwin was all Auburn, presumably, goes to Bama. And all of a sudden, you're at a, you know, I called it today, uh, on Monday, I called it a seesaw battle. Seesaw battles with both of those kids. And I I don't feel confident in either one of them. Um, I don't. I, I mean, I, and I'm working on, I'm, I've got some people I'm going to bounce some stuff off of with Eccles. But LSU, at least on Monday, would have been my pick. Right. Long run Wednesday. I think he's going to wait till Friday to actually uh, announce yes, it's his birthday on this. Yeah. So a lot can happen between now and then, and I will probably, you know, I don't feel confident in either one of those guys. If somebody, uh, if somebody pushed me off the or was going to push me off the ledge with him, I don't know. I'm not ready to say LSU for him, Jay Head. I'm still kind of defaulting to Auburn. I am too, um, and that's why I'm saying I'm getting to the speculative side of things. And I'm thinking it, too much on him. Yeah, and maybe we know before then potentially, like maybe he sends in his letter of intent on on Wednesday. Yes, and it's not actually published until Friday. Yes, um, it, that would not be the first time that that has happened at Auburn or another university. Yeah, so I right. think we should have some closure there one way or another. Hopefully by Wednesday, but it plays into Cole's theory of desperation, and to me, I, I think. If things go the way I think they could on signing day, which is positive news on Amarius Williams, LJ Price stays where he's at, KJ Bolden stays where he's at, does the coaching staff decide, you know what, we're going to do whatever it takes to get Cohen Eccles in this class? We need another offensive lineman. We want another blue chipper in this class. Cohen Eccles is now ranked a top 200 prospect consensus, or I guess maybe he's 207, so he's just outside the top 200. Um, he's a splash guy for us. We want him, and he's an impact player. He's a guy we think will play sooner rather than later. So we're willing to go ahead and go all in. Speaking of desperation, <clears throat> what if, again, hypothetical, what if they know about some transfer portal offensive linemen that we don't? Um, well, first of all, they do. They always do. Mm-hmm. Of course they do. Um, yeah, because we all knew Jamon Dumas Johnson was coming in the other day. <laughs> no, I we, we were looking at him had on a ten necklace. We we're like ten. Who is ten? Mm-hmm. Like, who is that? It took us all a minute to go. Oh, that's oh. <laughs> you know, my point is if you if if you know about some of those things, I mean, haven't had a problem getting offensive linemen to visit at this point. Maybe with a guy like Fernando Carmona, but Matt Bedford, for um, Mac Pounders, you know some of these other guys. If they feel pretty good about some of those, is it possible they're not as desperate for a guy like Cohen Eccles or Favor Edwin? This is a hypothetical, guys. I don't know. We're trying to learn with y'all at times on what might happen. I have a funny feeling that maybe they get one in favor of Edwin or Cohen Eccles. I just have had that feeling for a while now. Sure. Um, so I never, 
I've never felt good about them getting both. I'd agree with that. And the thing is, is that with Edwin, they really want him. They're still going after his ass hard. Yes, they yeah. are. No, they, they, they think he is a prototype offensive tackle developmental guy, but, I mean, all offensive linemen are developmental sure. guys. Right? Yeah, Connor, outside guys. Yeah, Connor Lose don't happen in this league very often. I mean, I can count on my finger, and it's two of them, guys that have started at Auburn as a true freshman at center. And probably one finger, I think Marcus McNeil at left tackle. Yeah. I don't think he was a red shirt. I don't even think Marcus. Was he? I think he was a redshirt freshman when he started. I don't think he was a true freshman. Did Greg Robinson play left tackle as a true freshman? No, Greg redshirted. Greg redshirted. And, in fact, I I heard Gus give an interview not too long ago that said that was one of his biggest regrets, not playing him as a true freshman that season because they thought he was talented enough to have contributed that offensive line. That was the year they kind of had a shit show where – they went six and six or whatever it was, and Jeremy Johnson completely and utterly just like yeah. went from Heisman finalist to just riding the pine pony behind Sean White before it was all said and done. And and who'd have known that Tutal Miller, who was a late late pickup in the last class, ends up being your starter at right tackle and does a pretty good job at times, struggles in pass protection, but you know it's things like that that happen when you're like there's just no predicting it. There's no way you can get out in front of it at this time of year and how that might work out, you know? Let me correct that. That was Barrett Trotter's year that Greg could have played. Jeremy Johnson was well after Greg Robinson. Greg played with uh, Nick Marshall, quarterback. So for our listeners that are far smarter than me, you caught that. That are banging on the keyboard right now. No, J-Head, that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) guys. <laughs> uh, I ain't been muting this thing off and on on. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. So those are your five to be really tracking over the next 24 hours. We're going to do our best. To drop any nuggets, if we get any, man, we don't expect there to be a lot of intel flowing. That's just the way it is. Right. Uh, but if we get stuff, we're going to certainly uh, uh, post it, keep our uh, keep our subscribers up to date with all the information that we have. Potential for transfer signees to come out. Yeah, don't forget about the transfers. AJ Harris, uh, Jamon Dumas Johnson. Um, still, um, don't think Auburn's going to move on to Little Skinner right now. It's not over. They're just being patient with him. No reason to rush on him. And then uh, the Dorian Mousy kid, uh, linebacker from Duke, seems like they'll definitely wait on Johnson, Dumas Johnson, before moving on Yeah, him. I, w- I would think so. And then we're not expecting any surprises. I don't think anybody on this platform is expecting any of our commitments to be a surprise. Right, correct. Else at this point. Uh, Perry Thompson signing with Auburn, Cam Coleman signing with Auburn, Bryce Kane, Malcolm Simmons, Yep, T.J. Lindsay. T.J. Lindsay, all signing with Auburn to the best of our understanding. I don't think anybody's hinting at or – Which is hey, – uh, that's a big feat um, when you think about all the guys all – all the times we heard, you know, Texas with T.J. Lindsay, Texas mm-hmm. with DeAndre Carter, um, you know, Alabama with Perry Thompson, all of these different ones. I mean, there's a lot of guys in Auburn's class right now that people wanted. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Hey, let's get some how bashes real quick. Yep. I got <laughs> I got three of them. All right, real quick. Real quick. <laughs> Hurry up, boy. <laughs> right, I'm going, man. I'm going. Right. I'm sweating over here, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'll go first. Okay, yeah, go first. <laughs> How about you, Kevin from Wilmer, joining the yes. Auburn Live on Three family on Monday? We love some Kevin from Wilmer. He got on there, man. He just uh, he just jumped right in and enjoyed him. Uh, how about you, the Sauls, man? Well, how about you, the Sauls? Uh, went into the hospital, came back out swinging. I'm glad to have him back on board. We was thinking about you, big dog. How, uh, so how about you to you? 
That's all I got. Okay. Give me I a top two on both of those, by the way. Okay. How about the legs on Saul's? He got some, he, I'm telling you. talking about dude. ankles. The ankles. Great day. I had to close that before Jessica walked in. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go ahead, Jay. All right. I got Robert Kinsall for his troll about P.A. Thompson. I got Sean for his Mary Flipmas post. And for those of you that are watching this, if you haven't read it, read that. There's some creativity there. Uh, spell it for me. Sean, S-E-A-N. Just S-E-A. Sean. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. Okay. And then Coochie Rabbit. Coochie. Oh, Coochie. Coochie held me accountable the other day. Um, I appreciate that. Anytime that you're able to basically say, hey, man, I think the way I do because of the way you frame things on the podcast. Fair enough. Fair enough, brother. Touche to you, and, and you're right, and I'll make sure that I try to be as transparent as I can with the information as I get it. But I uh, appreciate you holding me accountable, Coochie. There you go. All right. Danny Pitts. Oh, Danny. I like Voices of Reason, and uh, <clears throat> all the Voices of Reason I saw stand out in the crowd are the ones I'm giving how about you to. Emos. Emos gets one. Uh, Madden 1207. That's with an exclamation part point at the end there. Okay. Jeffrey. Okay. And then uh, the Pearly Gates. Oh yeah. Those I thought those guys had some really good points this week. All right, man. Some good how about you there. Uh, let's see here. All right, so we're gonna close the show. Don't forget, we're gonna start Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. Central Time. We're gonna try to have some guests on throughout the uh, the broadcast. And um, try to get you as much live you know, action, recruiting action as we can on signing day. And uh, remember, Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, if you're looking for a realtor, give Jessica Andrews with the Talents Group a call, 334-704-4442. Um, and we'll be back Wednesday morning. Y'all look for us, man. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. For Jay Head, for Cole, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. Y'all stay out of that left lane. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.